Merry Christmas, Afterthoughts family. Merry the Christmas, Christmas to you all. Extravaganza. We've we've been waiting all year for this. <laughs> and every year on the Afterthoughts Christmas special, we have the ceremonial lighting of the trees. Yes. So if you guys could do a drum roll. We're gonna light all the trees in three, two, one. Wow. wow. Nothing so cool. like tradition. Am I right? Oh yeah. It says yeah. Part, party animals. Party animals. Here's what's crazy about these glasses. Yeah. I can when I look at that light, I actually see Santa Claus. And so there's like a hundred Santa Clauses on that one. Santa every Clauses. White, every what's, the, what's the plural of Santa, Santa Claus? Claus. <laughs> there's a hundred Santa Claus <laughs> right there. Every yeah. light you look at looks like Santa Claus. Isn't that crazy? So I'm gonna be trying to focus during this episode, but who Wait, knows, really? Who knows what's gonna <laughs> happen yet? Um, did, did you try them on? I did not. I, I, you guys look ridiculous, frankly. So <laughs> yeah, my my sweatshirt. Look at oh wow. look at those lights. He's right. <laughs> I I know yeah, that I, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I wasn't, he wasn't making, making that up. up. <laughs> Every light you look at, they look like a Santa. I wasn't. I was stirring the pot last time, asking what caffeine was, and I still haven't gotten an answer. But oh. okay, I I'll would break also, it down. I'll break it down in two weeks for you. Thanks, man. Well, yeah. I'll give you till 2024. I'll give you till next year. Yeah, dude. Okay. Tell us next year. Uh, <laughs> but I would also like to know how someone designed that. Right. How do you make a piece of plastic that? Oh yeah, I can break it? that down for you in three weeks. Three weeks, man. <laughs> Tell us next year. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas. I would do it now, but we got so much on the agenda <laughs> yeah, today to talk about. Yeah. A lot of content. Did you, are, did you light those up? Those can light up. Oh, there's I a button. I was wearing this. Yeah. It just <laughs> yeah. feels natural. Yeah, you look. There's a button right there. There's different options. Ooh, that's gonna be distracting. Merry Christmas. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Kayla. Merry Christmas, Ethan. Merry Christmas, Jacob. Merry Christmas. Well, and here we are. It's Christmas time, Christmas week. Yeah, here we are. Can't imagine someone's watching this on Christmas Day itself, but if you are, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you. And yeah, if I'll you're be, not, on I'll another be, day, I'll be watching Christmas. it on Christmas, yeah. <laughs> and every uh, day until then. Kayla, did you put anything in the stockings <laughs> that you hung on the tree for us? I thought about that after, so no. Yeah, they looked empty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, I well, guess they're on the naughty list. Cold. Yeah. Well, I suppose. Naughty yes. list. Um, that's Will's fa favorite thing to say right now because we uh, read he has a, a book about Elf. Mm -hmm. Based on the movie, yeah, no, the candy the cane forest. <laughs> no, we we remember. I'm but the very, line, the line when Santa when Santa tells <laughs> you are, yeah, when Santa tells Buddy his dad's on the naughty list. Will thinks that's the coolest, the funniest thing ever. Yeah, really. He'll look at me all the time and go, "Your dad's on the naughty list." <laughs> thinks it's is, great. Is, is that the best Christmas movie ever? That's a good question. No, second best uh, to Home Alone two. Home Alone two, Lost that's in New right. York. I think big proponents of that. Kayla's shaking her head over there. Is, is that a seven out of ten movie for you? Kind of, yeah. I saw it for the first time last week. <laughs> Whoa! You're I about saw, to get in a fight. This is ridiculous. I'm gonna sit back. This no. is insane. I saw seven the out of ten. Okay, I think. Hear me out. I think it's only because it like doesn't give me the nostalgic feeling that Home Alone one does because I didn't see Home Alone two when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. So I think that that has a lot to do with Christmas movies. Yeah. You know, that's were you not allowed to watch it. Parents were worried you'd think, be scared of the I don't big think city. I knew it came out. Like <laughs> mm. number one, like number two came out. I don't think I. They didn't aware. have social media back then. Right. It's the uh -huh. power of nostalgia because everything is way more magical when you see it as a kid. Yeah. For true. instance, and this will be unpopular to Ethan because he loves the movie Hook. But if you oh, saw the movie geez. Hook as a kid, even as an adult, you're like, Hook's the greatest movie you've ever seen. And I had yeah. never seen it. So Incredible. we watched it a couple years ago. And I'm like, 
it's not like a bad movie. I'm like, this you. is just yeah. And it's because it's I didn't see it. We didn't see movie. it when we were kids. Yeah, right. Yeah, so and now I'm like, why? I'll never watch that you again. Super into it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't even say anything. So I'll take add that, it to my Ethan. list to rewatch it. Home Alone two. That way, it can get a higher rating. It was still a good uh, what's, movie. What's the best Christmas movie ever? I so we have the same top two. Oh, I'm wondering if we have the same top three because I would say Home Alone two is number one, mm-hmm. which is confusing. Two one, and then Elf is number two. Yeah. What do you say at the same time? All right, count us down. I, I'm between two. I'll count down from. I have number I'll three count down and from number four. Go <laughs> go with uh, which soundtrack is the best for number three? Oh, oh, three, wow. two, one. The, the holiday. holiday, yeah. Followed by Christmas Vacation, yeah, yeah. You guys should be. I think that's pretty objective, life. not subjective to me and Ryan. That's but just it, objective to the world. <laughs> Thank you, Planet Earth. Well, he, well, Merry Christmas. E, let's hear your top three. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Elf. Man, just leave it there. Uh, best favorite Christmas song. Mm. Mine's O Come O Come Emmanuel. Yeah, that's tough to beat. Real good. That is a good one. Kayla, we listened to that on the the way to lunch today. Joy to the world's incredible. Uh, I feel like everybody loves to sing along with "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Oh yeah, yeah. Like everybody. Oh yeah. You know, screams. Kind of missing the reason for the season, but. Oh, I think sure. Mariah Carey's done pretty well with that song. Yeah, yeah. I think so, um, oh, holy night, mm-hmm. great. Yes. for the divine. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> divine, the divine that goes high at the end. You're singing yeah. that this this weekend, right? And so I'm going. I'm, I'm hitting the high note. <laughs> if you note. sing that, but you're not going to go hit the high note, just yeah, just just shut up. Don't sing it. Just go home. <laughs> I got really passionate about that, <laughs> and I apologize. Yeah. but I meant it. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you got to hit hope, the high note, man. People are still but watching. I, I also love um, <laughs> "All Alone on Christmas," okay, which is uh, which is played in Home Alone Two: Lost in New York during the medley. Yeah, the montage. I've ever heard that. The montage that when he uh, when all he's, alone on yeah. Christmas. All alone on Christmas. Who's it by? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Got me. Okay. Well, let's play a game, Kayla. Yeah. Just wasting time over here. Why don't you give us a game to play here? We're we're basically going to be guessing some Christmas movie quotes, Ooh, but wonderful. they aren't going to be as popular. Maybe you guys know. Ah. Them. Per. Uh, These are some, some nice nice callback. Per. Yeah. Thank you. That's very good. There's there's ties between episodes. That's why you got to watch them all. Yeah. Yeah. You got to the first couple. They really build on each other. Yeah. All right, you gotta so, get through the first fifty. Yeah, <laughs> picks up steam in season two. <laughs> you oh. gotta get through these in the next thirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nineteen. This is episode nineteen. Yeah, yes. it'll be nineteen hundred. Yes, very good. Um, I stop telling people who are singing worship songs to shut up because they're not hitting a high note. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's just youthful really, angst. This is, this is really good. Okay, um, so number one. Okay. You have such a pretty face. You should be on a Christmas card. Elf. Elf. Good Elf. job. <laughs> Late. You have to guess it. Um, I like to take okay. my time. Okay. This, this house is Patient. so full of people, it makes me sick. When I grow up and get married, Home I'm Alone. Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Home Alone, too. These guys' favorite movie, but. <laughs> um, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. When I wake up, I'm getting a CAT scan. Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Good job. <laughs> yes, got Um, Name? Honey. Do you honestly think I would check thousands of tiny little lights if I wasn't Christmas vacation? vacation. Yes, very good guys. (laughs) We are very good at this. Hey, baby brother, see ya. There you go, 34th Street. Street. Baby brother, see ya. See ya. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> That's my best impression. If you're worried, <laughs> if you're worried and you can't sleep, count your blessings instead of sheep. Then you'll fall asleep counting your blessings. Uh, that was Ethan's sermon this past weekend. <laughs> yeah, sheep. Um, uh, say it again. Okay. Use it in a sentence. Uh, well, well. <laughs> yesterday you, I was watching a movie and they said. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's it. If you're worried and you can't sleep, count your blessings instead of sheep. Then you'll fall asleep counting your blessings. Hmm. Just listening through my microphone. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard Christmas that. Story. Watch Miracle that. on Thirty Fourth Street. I've never seen this movie. It's White Christmas. Oh, oh I have no idea. Mm, it's too oh. old. Oh, too yeah. old. Too yeah. old. Of, You're uh, talking to three young guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super yeah. hip. <laughs> All right. It's Christmas Eve, and we are going to go celebrate being young and being alive. Holiday. Good job, Jack mm. Black. <laughs> mm. Um, the thing about romance is people only get together right at the very end. Love actually. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. Man. Wow. Good job, Nailed guys. It. Yeah, we y'all did pretty good. 10 for 10. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Eight for eight. Whatever. Very good, guys. Pretty good. Thank you, Thanks, Kayla. Kayla. Yeah, no problem. Here anytime. Anybody have anything they're hoping to get for Christmas? Do you still do gifts as an adult? How does that work? <laughs> You it's guess, amazing, isn't it? Too. It's amazing how much it shifts as as you yeah. get older. Yeah. Like when you're a kid, you cannot wait for Christmas morning. Oh yeah, totally. like December takes so long. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then you hit a certain point. I'm not sure what that age is. It's probably different for everybody, but you hit a point where yeah, it's the same. Gifts start to become more of it's like a, and a half. burden than a blessing. <laughs> for real, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, Steph and I made a deal with my brother and his wife. We're like, hey, forever from now on, for holidays, we just buy gifts for each other's kids. We don't yeah. have to buy gifts for each other. That's right. And oh it's yeah, great. it's the best gift oh, you yeah. can give someone. Yes, yes. But anyway, speaking of that, do you guys have any gifts you're hoping? Back in to get? college, me and Ryan were like, let's just buy each other uh, protein tubs. Yeah. We did that for years. <laughs> <laughs> we like went into GNC together. Yeah. To buy them. Oh, I'll take mine now. I pick. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. Did those look like Santa Clauses on his head? No, those ones not don't. bright enough. But does behind that, him, does that giant does. bar? No. It's gonna be a big Santa. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> Crazy. Kayla, what do you hope to get for Christmas? Hmm. Or Jacob. I don't know. I. Isn't that, yeah, that's, yeah. but because. Also, because I hope I get some new socks. I, I love, yeah. you can't have a bad day when you put on a brand new pair of socks so for true, the first man. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys I mean, ever, if you so a car, good. it'd probably still be a bad day. <laughs> Do you ever uh, hold on to new socks for <laughs> when you someone stole your socks off your feet? <laughs> yeah. Dude, now we know how to prank Doug. Yeah. Cool new socks. I mean, <laughs> everyone, them. everyone needs new socks. So yeah. they would too. Unless you already have new socks, I'm hoping to get a few. New, <laughs> I'm hoping to get a few new. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping to get a few new t-shirts. Cool man, man. you're gonna a have riveting, a really fun episode. Christmas. Actually, just this t-shirt, but another one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I told Mama. That's what you want. <laughs> yep. Cool. Yeah. Perfect, oh, man. Man, I'm hopeful for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's Logan a good year. asked for Legos. Isn't what? that funny? Logan asked for Legos. What kind? Um, Anything specific? It's like a cabin one, Ooh. but he just loves building things. Yeah. So it's like. Yes. How many pieces? I don't remember. Did Did you get it? I can't say. Ah. Uh, I don't gonna, know if he'll listen or not, but <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. Oh, yeah. 
Well, yeah. it's I mean, not I'm, about giving. It's all about getting, right? That's right. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out if Logan got his I did. Thanks Ooh. for joining us on I the have to see podcast. next week's episode. I'll be on Christmas break, but I still have to. Tune I in. did build a fireplace so we could hang stockings and the kids. Right. There you go. You know, they're like, Santa has to get in somehow. Mm, it's just yeah. funny as I was like putting the electric fireplace insert <laughs> into the mantle I built. Yes. Well, but Will's like, but dad, this is like, I'm like, I know it's, I still got to knock the wall out and put the chimney up there. Yeah. But we should I'll do be that good. when you're asleep tonight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, if you hear ruckus on the roof, just go back to sleep. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, mm-hmm. how did Santa get ruined for you? Or did you believe? Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> like still? <laughs> so did you? Yes. Did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Old, until I was older than I should have been. I did. I, for me... <laughs> really? Yeah, I think I was probably like 10 or 11. That's the same, with, same was true with you. Yeah. You same? Fifth grade. Yeah, I think I was like probably Dang. fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade. And I was, and in I was that a in younger between. sibling. And you were a younger sibling. Wow. Yeah. Dude, I, for me, <laughs> I figured it out several years before you did oh. and i remember having a conversation with with mom where where she was like hey no way don't ruin this for your let's brother both, let's both come down to doug's level don't, <laughs> don't ruin this for your big brother yeah. <laughs> uh, oh you just, just figured it guy. out just always, just, i've always been a, a man of faith that's it's a spiritual gifting yeah thing. yeah for real more yeah, of a yeah, faith yeah. guy more of a thinker just a late Intelli- more intelligent kind right, of guy right yeah. right right that's, yeah i can see the difference <laughs> yeah all right yeah. I mean, um, I didn't lose my first tooth until I was like eight. Yeah. It's also so late. Have you, do you still have any baby teeth now? A couple. We <laughs> 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 just had one of your front teeth. was a baby teeth. <laughs> Hope to lose it before I'm 36. <laughs> we'll see. Well, every year on the Afterthoughts Christmas special, we like to dive into the Christmas story. And... <laughs> Dude, one of Ethan's favorite things in the world is pretending like there's a long-going tradition for things that he's just making up on the spot. <laughs> it gets you so good. <laughs> Can't believe we're already lighting the tree again. <laughs> just the way your brain is just like, this is humor. <laughs> Almost had it too. Yeah, I was going to play through that. Just cracked right at the end, unfortunately. <laughs> we have been diving into the Christmas story. Take it for me. <laughs> Thanks, E. Yeah, okay, so, so the wise men. <laughs> e, yes. how many wise men were there? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? You got it. I want to sit in this tension. <laughs> I want to see if you can pull it together. Every yeah. year on the Afterthoughts <laughs> Christmas special, we... We like to dive into the Christmas story, and as we have been, <laughs> the the idea of referring to this as a special, yeah. as in something you do not want to miss, you change your I feel schedule like Ryan right so now. That you I'm can tune into this myself. afterthought special. Uh, so we've been talking about the moment. That Why do you keep going into like radio voice mode when you start telling the story? 
Every year. Welcome back. Pilot on a plane. Every year on the Christmas Afterthought Dude, special. I was on we a plane. into the Christmas story. I was on a plane two weeks oh. ago, flying back from New York, and the turbulence was so bad. And right in the middle of it, the pilot came on, and everybody's like on edge and nervous. And the pilot was mumbling yeah, so much. They always He's do. Like, yeah, so we're gonna and it's quiet. You can't hear it's them. like if there's ever a time just to be clear and yes. step up with some leadership, it's when yeah, everybody's just terrified. <laughs> but you just like couldn't hear a word the pilot was saying. Like he could have just been saying, "We're going down. We're going down. We're going down." Okay. Cool. I feel better now. You know, it's loud to be on a plane. Yeah. Everybody, there's engines eight feet from me. Steph and I were just laughing about this last time we flew. Barely hear this guy. Our lives are in your hands, man. Speak loud. We're not in a rush. Nobody's going anywhere for the next hour. You can take your time with this. I'm surprised you didn't make like a balancing statement there. Like, but we appreciate. We do love all those pilots. We do love pilots. Do fly planes. And so many pilots. And those that control traffic. Yes. <laughs> and the people that, that keep the and traffic now, lights going. But you should wear those driving home and see Because <laughs> we are the Sam number one podcast for, for United Airlines. That's right. And yes. That is an uh-huh. important announcement. Uh-huh. We are now oh, on yeah. a, every United flight. Yeah, if you you're flying somewhere this holiday season, make app, sure you the tune in. Podcast. Yep. The Christmas special. You just, you just go to United, UnitedWiFi.com. Get Wi-Fi. Yep. Go to our YouTube to, channel. To hear the Christmas story. Make sure you download the app before you board the plane. <laughs> For yeah. Ethan's rendition of the Christmas story. Well, every year on the Afterthoughts <laughs> podcast, we like to dive into the Christmas story as we have been. These dive in is the best verb. That's such a pastor verb. Dive in. We're going to dive we're in. We're going to dive in. Ryan's going to unpack it. Yeah. May I? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, we've got Mary. We've got Joseph. We've got an angel. We've got shepherds of yeah. all people. Mm-hmm. We've got wise men. It's actually two years later that they show up. It's not on Christmas night. Oh, great. Ruin so. Christmas for everyone. <laughs> wow. Just putting that out there. We've got King Herod, the bad guy. We've got the whole Christmas story. Yeah. yeah. The King Herod's the, the villain in every Christmas story, except he just never turns at the end. He just remains no redemption being for a bad guy. Yeah. Very bad. Yep. Um, Same with Harry and Marv, though. That's true. No redemption. No redemption for him. They made a Home Alone 3, but I, I didn't see it. No. Different kid. Nobody saw it. No, nobody saw it. Um, <laughs> every year. Yeah. Recently on the Afterthoughts podcast, we've been talking about Christmas. And we've got a verse that we have been talking about in seriousness, which is sure. hard to do with my sweatshirt and your glasses and your lights. And but, your uh, ears. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Don't forget about that. That's the I real hard part. Yeah. I'm surprised they hurt. They don't feel good on my ears, but... Anything for the Christmas oh, special. Him who with mm. ears to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it's written. <laughs> him who with ears to hear. Yes, that's okay. what it is. Yep. That's in the Bible. Do not be afraid. Yep. Week one. I bring you good news. Week two. Week two. And a little preview. <laughs> Great joy. Yeah, for everybody. For all people. All people. For all people. Yeah. Um, the Christmas story. What you, I'm trying to turn this into a serious part of the conversation. <laughs> it's so hard. I'm wondering right now if we start the whole episode over at this point. Um, every year we have to preach out of the same story. Yes. Get to. Yes. Not have to. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, man. Everybody's going to be like, oh, you got to. hung up on that for that split second. <laughs> so I'm glad you said that. 
<laughs> Glad you drew attention to the fact yeah. <laughs> we're invited to. Wait, wait, you have to preach? Oh, okay. oh he corrected that. it. He corrected, oh, he corrected it. Too. it. Don't worry. It was man. close. Everything you said, you're like, how did I just offend somebody? What did I just say? That was, rattle somebody. Um, well, every year at Christmas time, <laughs> we get to tell the Christmas story, yeah. but you start to, a couple years in, you're like, what else are we going to... Yeah. Everybody knows the story, but not yeah. everybody does because there's always a new wrinkle to it. Yeah. What is it this year that's sticking out to you in the Christmas story? Um, for me, the the big thing that's been in my heart is uh, to not reinvent the story, to re to reclaim it, right? So realizing it's it's a weird thing that happens in church sometimes where you start to feel like, whoa, you know, we just said that last week, and so we gotta we gotta come up with a new way to do this, whatever. Um, I think there's a reason why we watch Home Alone two every year, mm-hmm. why we watch Elf, why we why why we decorate the same way and have the same meal. Like traditions are there for a reason, um, and so it's been on my heart as the world gets starts to feel more and more unfamiliar that what people really want is something familiar, and so this the story just getting back to the story um, and letting the story do the the heavy lifting this year. That's mm-hmm. that's what I've felt yeah. for. The last That's month cool. or so, I like that. Um, I think <laughs> serious stuff like, with props. <laughs> I did, I did well for a sec. There. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> you just, you just look so ridiculous. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. okay. You yeah. guys look ridiculous. Right yeah, now. man. You don't want to be one of the two of us right now. No. We look so dumb. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Go. Um. Well, I didn't get to say this last week because we never got to the message, um, but I talked about peace. <laughs> I can't and, imagine why. <laughs> yeah, I talked about peace and um, the fact that, that that one line, that peace on earth mm-hmm. and mercy mild, that verse, um, the peace that is not from this earth, but because of Christmas, it is now on this earth. Peace came here. And so we have all the peace that we could ever need. That peace is a is a path. I've always, um, I honestly think December gets so busy, yeah, and it just feels like it gets busier and busier as the years go by. Um, during last year's Afterthoughts Christmas special, it wasn't <laughs> as busy as it is this year. Oh, like yeah. it's just Compounding crazy. Interest, um, and <laughs> and I really have always had like a little bit of a once I I enjoy it, but once I get through it. Um, then January's here, like then I'll feel peace because all the chaos will be over. Yeah. yeah. But realizing um, that peace is a path and you're standing on the path of peace, you're not walking on a path to future peace. Peace is not like a place around the corner or January or a destination. Peace is a, is a person yeah. in here. Peace is a mm-hmm. path that you're walking on right now because peace is now on earth. And so even regardless of your busyness and the chaos of December for so many people. Um, you have everything you need in every moment, like right now listening to this to experience the peace that goes beyond understanding. Mm. And I've always known that intellectually, but I've been feeling it and experiencing it this year nice. in new ways than I ever That's have cool. before. When was the first time yeah. the Christmas story actually clicked for you? You heard it as a kid. Yeah. Jesus was born. Can have a limited understanding maybe. Here... One thing I noticed uh, in my faith journey is that obviously the Easter story 
um, was always the thing that made sense, right? The, the, the cross and the resurrection is the, the centerpiece of the story. And so I remember early on um, in my, my journey, always feeling like a little weirded out during Christmas time of like mm. that, like that, like self-righteous, like, why are we even like focused on Christmas? We should be focused on Easter, you know, like, like during Christmas, be, yeah, yeah. Be about the cross <laughs> and all that. Um, and then I remember, um, maybe seven or eight years ago having a, a difficult year, um, a year where I went through a, a lot of things and I got to the end of it in December and was reading the Christmas story and it really clicked for me really for the first time. Oh, God decided God was in heaven and looked down on a broken world and said, I care about these people so much that I'm not just going to go die to, to save them from their sins, although I'm going to do that. I'm also going to step into the story and experience the hardship of what it means to be human. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to suffer with them. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember reading that. I remember specifically where I was reading that and, and realizing that and just being so moved and so thankful that, that like God could have saved us in a snap of a finger. But uh, instead, he decided to um, take the form of a human, be born in a manger, like to a, a lower class family in, in Bethlehem, and go through all the things that he went through, I think, to say like, hey, I know how this feels. I can, I can relate with the person this year who had a difficult year. I can relate with loss. I can relate with hardship. I can relate with betrayal. I know what it feels like to be human. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good answer. Um, well, great job then. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah, thanks. According to Doug. <laughs> great job, Ryan. <laughs> um, honestly, about 10 years ago when I read Who Is This Man by John Ortberg, yeah. oh, everything yeah. clicked for me in a way that it never really had mm. before. Mm. Um, realizing that like how how ridiculous it is that god put on skin and bone and came to this planet yeah that song we sang this past week in arrival how like the painter stepped inside the 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 painting Mm -hmm. onto the canvas and then the author stepped into the page and the architect stepped into the plan yeah and that's like multiply that by infinity and that's god coming to this planet and so disrupted everything that even you know, it's 2023. Yeah. So 2023 years ago, like every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every religion is telling time based on mm. a baby who was born as a fugitive in oh. a cave 2000 years ago. And if you compare and contrast how Jesus came onto the scene mm. versus like King Herod, King Herod, man, he like, that guy was crazy. Yes. He was, and he did everything a human being could possibly do to like immortalize his legacy, even yeah. to the point where he um, pre planned for multiple other Jews to be murdered the day that he died just to increase the mourning mm-hmm. in Jeez. Israel on the day that he died. Gosh. Like he, he went like above and beyond to Jeez. leave this world in royalty. Mm-hmm. or luxury and be that while he was on this planet and nothing about the birth or the death of Jesus was royal. Mm. And you think about the birth of Jesus, like poor, he's a, he's a, his parents are on the run. So Jesus is a fugitive, literally being born yeah. in a manger at night, <clears throat> um, wanted for dead. Yeah. 
And that's how he chose to, the king of kings so chose good. to enter the scene. And that's that guy. Like we have cities named after his followers. Yeah. You know, the calendar is based on when he was born. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. the, the, the John Artberg says the, like, you don't need faith. You do need faith to believe Jesus is the son of God. You don't need faith to see his impact. Yeah. Right. It is yeah. streaked across history like the tail of a comet. <sighs> yeah. His legacy and his impact is literally everywhere. So and good. it all started with the humble, unexpected way that he, that peace came here, wow. that God came mm. here. Yeah. That's that cool. book, man, changed Christmas for me. Yeah. Changed Easter for me too. Because mm-hmm. um, you just look at it from a logical perspective. Yeah. And go, oh my gosh, like one, this man has absolutely changed everything. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I think the magnitude of his impact out of the insignificance of the cast of characters of the Christmas story is mm-hmm. what clicked for me. Yeah. Um, in college, when I finally was like reading for myself and exploring my faith and trying to figure out who Jesus was, and then actually having some context behind a story I'd grow, grown up hearing and <clears throat> celebrating and we give gifts and Christmas is, you know, this holiday, but realizing how the low-class parents, the shepherds that I just talked about this past weekend, like the way that God chose to enter so humbly into his own world mm-hmm. as one of us on our turf, it's almost like he put the most obstacles in his own way to show everybody who he was. Yeah. You know, he made it as hard as possible yeah. for a human to have the impact that he had. And, mm-hmm. um, Wow. When that became personal for me and my faith, and then that clicked with Jesus coming for the people like me, mm-hmm. like the shepherds, I think that that clicked for me. And so that's why yeah. I loved preaching that story of the shepherds yeah. this past weekend and talking about the least significant people getting the most significant news yeah. in that moment. And I think that has always spoken to me because I've always felt like if I'm someone in this story, I'm one of those shepherds right. out in yeah. one of those fields. Totally. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about, speaking of the shepherds, evangelism, because mm-hmm. that's, uh, to me, the takeaway of their story ultimately is they were these nobodies who got the most significant news and they couldn't help but just tell everybody yeah. around them and that we should have that same freedom. But evangelism is kind of a complicated thing for people. Oh, yeah. Sharing faith is complicated, especially yeah. mm-hmm. in an age of offense yeah. where anything you say is going to offend somebody. Um how have you viewed evangelism in your faith journey? Mm-hmm. Were there some failure moments where you tried oh, and you yeah. look back? Were there some awesome moments you've had in evangelism, some redemptive moments yeah. when it comes to sometimes it feels like a weight on your shoulders? What's your journey been with that concept? Yeah, I've got lots of failure stories. Um, I'll bring I'll, them I'll, on. I'll, I'll start with two. Great. Um, I remember I was praying um, with a few friends and we had one of those moments where it's like, why we should be out there like praying for people. Let's go, let's go pray for people. And so we went to um, kind of this like central spot in town, and I'm all fired up. You know how you get so excited when you're oh, when yeah. you're out there and you get that that Holy Spirit comforting like feeling. And we got like blasting our, our worship music, and we get out, and I I walk up to a guy, and he's he's in a rush, which is never the right move and he has his his uh headphones in and i go hey hey man can i talk to you for a second and he does that like 
yes thing, you know, where yeah. it's like very clear he doesn't want to talk. I go, hey, we're just out here. We're, we're, we're going to try to to pray for some people wondering if if there's anything we can be praying for you for. And he just, he, he, he does this. He goes, what? No, uh, I'm, I'm doing something right now. And he puts his <laughs> headphones in and he leaves. <laughs> and I just end the day right there. <laughs> I don't like bounce back at all. <laughs> I just get so shut down that I'm yeah. like, ah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's straight from Moneyball. Yeah, dude. for you and your family. No, no problem. problem. <laughs> yeah, that was. I'm doing something right now. Uh, it was brutal. Oh, I'm um, sorry, man. Yeah, no, it's okay. And you had another one, I, I hope. <laughs> yeah, I said two. Um, Good. I The other one that popped in my mind is I remember uh, seeing some old friends, some old high school friends, and um, we were all in town, and so we, we got together. And the whole time being so nervous, like, I, I need to figure out a way. I'd, I'd gotten saved, like, a couple years earlier. Like, I got to figure out a way to, like, work this into it, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm, like, not even being <clears throat> present in the the conversation i'm just looking for some sort of open door to to work my faith into it mm-hmm. and and i eventually like we're about to leave and i just stop and i go i, I gotta just i gotta tell you guys something jesus has changed my life and maybe he could change yours too <laughs> and they look at me just like okay <laughs> like you doing all right man <laughs> like why are you sitting over here like so anxious and yeah. nervous and so um for me i have like you were so normal until you started talking about that i have been so socially awkward huh. in so many ways trying yeah. to evangelize and have since um just taking a lot of pressure off of myself mm-hmm. in that realm where you start to realize like no i think the better move is to be a normal human being mm-hmm. and to have normal conversations but just genuinely care about people and for people and then ask god to pray that god would open up uh opportunities mm-hmm. for you too and i've i've noticed along over the years that when i approach it that way um start from a place of uh they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care mm. And and um, enter into it in in the context of friendship, um, that doors just naturally open, um, and then when they do, it's having the courage to to step through and evangelize that way. That's good. That's great. At first, um, in the early years of of faith for me, I think it was because of just listening to a lot of um, specific preachers and, and messages and reading those types of books that were just straight evangelism and obviously like this is the most important thing there is if heaven and hell are real and then every day has eternal significance but I would overdo it to the place where like I'd be at Starbucks and invite one person to church but then walk out and be like there were eight other people in there (laughs) who might go to hell because I didn't ask them or I didn't you know and I got so like I felt so much guilt all the time yeah. that at some point something in me just snapped and I swung the pendulum to the other side mm. where um, I didn't want to feel that guilt ever again. And like God still got this even if I'm not on my A game today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and it, it, it's been since moving to Austin yeah. and starting this church that I've, I feel like I've settled back in the middle of like a healthy... Yeah. Um, I'm not at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I'm trusting God. You've got this. Yeah. And if the missionary's tire blows on the way to the village, God still loves that village, and God can still reach that village without that person. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and so, at the end of the day, it's like sleeping like a, a Calvinist and trusting God's got everything in His hands, and then feeling 
yes, but feeling urgency and like I'm God's yeah. plan A Good. for this city and for my neighbors and for my friends. And I'm here to be an agent of invitation, yeah. not an agent of salvation. Huge difference between those yeah. two things. And Good. I just want to point that out. Like it's not your job to save yeah. your friends or your coworkers or your mom and dad. Um, we're just here to be agents of invitation yeah. to simply say, like, come and see, like, yeah. come and experience what this God thinks about you. Good. Can I invite you to a Christmas Eve service at my church? Can I, you know, be a normal person yeah. and have a Chipotle burrito with you? And we don't have to talk about God this entire time, but at some point it just matters. It's a big part of my life. Yeah. And you talk about what you're passionate about. That's right. So just be you and be normal. And when the timing is right, talk about what you're passionate about. Yeah. 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 I think about some of my friendships that I have of people that I've known for a long time, people that maybe don't share the same faith. And for me, thinking of evangelism, I think a lot of my own like failures type stories or whatever is just being kind of almost vague mm -hmm. about my faith of mm -hmm. like, it's kind of like this thing that's there, but it's, I don't just articulate to them and make it like, hey, this is just a part of my life. Yeah. This is what it means for me, but kind of leave them wondering like, why are you kind of different, but you're kind of not? Right. And do you think of me differently now that you're a church person yeah. and kind of staying in no man's land versus like just a natural conversation? Right. You know, and I guess that begs the question in my mind, like why is evangelism that comes from that root to bring good news? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why does it feel for so many Christians like they're not? Right. If you're sharing your faith, if you're talking about Jesus, why does it feel to so many Christians like... I'm about to bring some bad news to you or put something heavy on you or I'm going to impose on Dude, you. That's so good. Offend you. Why is that? Why is that? That's such a good question. I remember uh, mm. when we set out to go travel and do all of our mission work, our, our theme verse was Acts 420. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Mm -hmm. For I cannot help but speak about what I've seen and heard. And we like put that on our website and that was our our theme and that's what we were going to do and I remember so many times feeling like such a hypocrite because in the back of my mind I would go I can certainly help but speak about what I've seen and heard in fact I, I get kind of uncomfortable mm -hmm. when I start speaking about what I've seen and heard um, and it took me a, a long time we were we were traveling and shared some news with uh, some neighbors of ours in Fiji yeah. and we were walking down the road after yeah. we had just gotten to pray with them mm -hmm. and the conversation was like, oh, this is like really good news that we get to share. Right. You know, it's like the gospel took root in our heart in, in a different way where it, it clicked for us. Like this is actually very inspiring and this is actually what people need. And so why would I not want to share with them? And so I, th I think that was the first time I remember like Acts 420 really, really making sense to me where it's like, I, I can't help it. I have to tell you about this. Um, but I think when we lose sight of just how beautiful the message is, just how good the good news is, then it starts to feel like a chore. It starts yeah. to feel like an obligation that we also have to like tell someone about this. Um, yeah. And so for me, I just have to constantly keep coming back to how good the news really is, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's very few people who are like a blank slate. Everybody, it seems, has, um, mm. you know, ideas already about what yeah. church is and God is. And so as soon as you bring it up, you definitely feel the weight of um, we're not just having a simple conversation about God or Jesus. I am uh, full force. What's coming at me is all the negative things you've ever picked up from Christians or people who are religious in your entire life. Yeah. yeah. 
And so you're carrying okay. that with you. And so for me to even say the word, the name Jesus, or invite somebody to church, they already have, for a lot of people, like a narrative a little mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. And it's probably magnified in the mind of the inviter because you're already insecure and you're already scared. Um, and so it just seems so much bigger yeah. than it actually is. So I think that has something to do with it. And then I also think you mentioned Tim Keller's quote this past weekend mm -hmm. of, um, you know, Christianity is we need to be saved from sin. Mm -hmm. And to me, honestly, that's the most obvious thing in the world, sin, right. you know, because I know me. Yeah. Yeah. And then you watch the news. Yeah. Um, and like Paul said, the things I know I should do, I can't do all the time. Yeah. And the things I know I shouldn't do, why do I find myself doing that? Like we all, it's not your identity, but it is your infection. That's true mm -hmm. of all of us. We all need to be saved. But the modern, the modern narrative is what you need to be saved from is this idea that you need to be saved totally. in the first place, which means yeah. to talk about good news with a friend, you have to acknowledge the fact that there's bad news called sin. And I think that's really hard to do in our day and age is yeah. to get honest about like, hey, by the way, you're a, the implication here is you're a sinner mm, and good. you need grace. Yeah. I can say it all day, yeah. but that, that is getting harder and harder, it seems, for people to Yeah, there's, to I mean, there's narratives I've heard people say, like, there's no such thing as right and wrong. Right. And I'm like, man, that seems so obvious yeah. to me that that's not true. Like, and right. Of course and there is. Nobody and, actually believes that when, right. you, when you start really taking that to the extreme. Yeah, if you play it out to the worst things that are happening in right. the world, it's yeah. like, okay, well, but I can't argue that that's neutral. At yeah. a very surface level, it sure sounds nice, right? right, right and right, and right. so it makes sense that a culture has gravitated towards it. It's just an, actually, it's an absurd worldview when you really play yeah. it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What, what uh, drew you then, as we were all three skeptics in our own ways yeah. early on in this faith journey, and um, who or a story or just what was it that you like heard the gospel in a way that you're like, okay, I can actually hear from you. Mm. I'm not, you know, cause I think we always picture the other person we're talking to is either going to be offended or just shut off. But we were all opened up in different conversations by some key people in our lives. What was it about those conversations? I'm just thinking about people that yeah. want to share their faith, mm -hmm. but maybe feel intimidated or maybe yeah. feel like, how do I break through? And some of the times the easiest way to approach that is, well, how did that break through to me? Yeah in my life. So when you're on the other side of the conversation, what was it that helped you, brought you to Jesus, brought you to the beauty of the news of the gospel? The, the starting point uh, for all three of us was quality time for me. And maybe that's just, uh, uh, maybe I'm just a quality time person, but it was Sam and Brandon taking the time to take us out to lunch and and actually like ask us about our day and yeah. and get to know us as when we were mm -hmm. we were uh, college students at the time and sam and brandon were upperclassmen who invited us into their small group um but it was it was people in my life uh yeah taking the time to check in on me see how i'm doing and uh making me feel not like a, a project yeah. that they have to convert Mm -hmm. but rather like a human being who is deserving of love and respect. Yeah, like there's not a time limit on yeah, your right. relationship with them where it's right. like, okay, I'm going to try to get this guy to believe in God by the end yeah. of the year. Otherwise, I probably won't talk to you anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. totally. That's, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people's transformations, we put timelines on them. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. 
That's my heart. Feeling I, that pressure off bro, in, a, in a conversation absolutely. with someone. Yeah, that's every yeah, time that's someone shows up to church for the first time or is a skeptic or whatever. That's that's what I'm hoping we are telling them and portraying to them yeah. is like, you are welcome here exactly as you are. Yeah, and that's not like a a bait and switch kind of thing yeah. to trick you into to believing. We just mm-hmm. want you to be here. So so feel free to just hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, taking the pressure of the timeline off. Yeah, yeah, that right. seems really important. Yeah. And I mean, the Tuesday night in Boulder that I feel like I started following Jesus was Bill Stevens preaching at the annex, the first time I had ever heard him preach. So it was this like, you know, he talked normal. And he was a guy, I was like, I can relate to this guy. I want to be like this guy. I, he genuinely was just not putting on a show, not wearing a cape in front of everybody, but just talking about God. And so I saw his relationship. Like I saw mm. that you're not just doing this church thing. Yeah. You know this God. Yeah. You know this God. Mm-hmm. Good. And it was during the worship song right after his message. It was um, Inside Out by Hillsong mm-hmm. United. Um, I felt the presence of God for the first time. Mm. And it was, it was very much like not audible, but I just knew that God was impressing on my heart. I want that with you. Yeah. You know that I'm here. And I'm, that's what I'm after is your heart and knowing you. And I want you to know me. I, man, I was on cloud nine walking home. I remember that night. Mm, yeah. And I walked home by myself. Um, this was like the end of my sophomore year. And I was just like, I, I feel like I, I know who God is. And so there is a cool. supernatural element to it, obviously. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and that takes once again the pressure off of, mm-hmm. hey, invite people, share the story. But I think just live as an example of somebody who has a relationship with yeah. God. Because yeah. I think more than anything, people are like, yeah, I'd, I'd, you know, go to church, be part of a community, be part of something bigger than myself. Yeah. Okay, sure. I can know God though. Yeah. Like that, that right there. Yeah. The, the, that, Mumford and Son, that Mumford and Sons line, you were made to meet your maker. Mm-hmm. I can meet my maker now, not after I die, but now and yeah. invite him into my life. Wow. That, essentially, that has to happen. Yeah. You know? Totally. I would, yeah, I think seeing the fruit of the spirit in other people's lives yeah. was unexplainable to me when it wasn't a show. Mm-hmm. Um, like I signed up for a mission trip when I first went to that college ministry, just like, yeah. I think I should go do this. Yeah. I don't know if I had a relationship with God or anything. We just signed yeah. up. That's such yeah. an Ethan thing to do. It's yeah. like, like you show up to something and you're not really sure if you belong there. So you're going to do the most just extreme thing. Like, yeah. I don't belong Pushing there. all the chips in the center of the table. I but I remember there. the people that went on that trip with me and the people we were like around in yeah. Cuba, like all these people that I just looked at them and I'm like, I can't explain what's going on in your life. Yeah. You yeah. seem so alive and so joyful and so yeah. at peace, even though some of you, like your circumstance seems terrible to me. Yeah. And some of you, you're just like me, you're college students, but you have something I don't, and I don't know where that's coming from. And you're not putting on a show for me. You're not trying to prove something to me. I also think, yeah, so living evidence and without pressure, mm. I think also the willingness to let the other person share what they believe and think. Mm-hmm. Cause I think a lot of times it's like, I really need to go tell my friend about Jesus. And it's like, so I'm going to take them to coffee and I'm yeah. going to sit them down and I'm just going to tell them the gospel and what's happened in my life and then hope that they just digest that and it clicks for them, which is yeah. great heart. 
But starting with, and I think that was for us, some of the guys early on in our faith asking us, like, what do you believe about all this? Good. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you're alive? Mm-hmm. Who do you think God is? Mm-hmm. And letting us process some of that out. And there were parts of that for me that I was like, I've never really thought about some of this. Yeah. I don't have an answer for that question. Or as you're even verbally processing some of that out, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, what yeah. I believe has no foundation to it. Right. Totally. And not that you're going to try to like see how like your faith doesn't really stand on anything or whatever, but or win a debate. But letting the other person have their say, because also you're yeah. going to talk to people of other faiths, mm-hmm. and it's great to learn and and see mm-hmm. what they believe, sure, and ask them why, yeah. and not go in there to like pin you down, yeah, because you need to know what I know, but open up a conversation with them, and that's what Sam and so Brandon good. did for us. Yeah, they went in with like hopes and wants that these guys would know Jesus. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have like expectations for us at the end of the day, yeah. Yeah. at the end of this week, or by next month, he's going to give his life to Jesus, yeah. or he's going to he's going to like turn that part of his life around or whatever. Like they played the long game with us, yeah, and let go of expectations and just lived it out in front of us, yeah, and gave us space to process and have conversation. Yeah. And I think that was the, uh, you know, those were all the ingredients that went into something supernatural taking place that was real. Yeah. And it wasn't just, uh, you know, okay, I'll believe in Jesus because I'm afraid of hell or I got nothing better to do next year. Wow. Or um, it wasn't, you know, shallow roots where as soon as the feelings are gone, my faith is gone. Something profound happened in yeah. that season yeah. to the point where 13, 14, 15 years later, the roots are deeper, the faith is even stronger. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know God even more then than I or more now than I did then, yeah. something happened, man. Yeah. And it was because of, I think, all those ingredients. Totally. Yeah. I was thinking about when so you brought good. up Fiji, we had a neighbor who, he was a Hindu guy, believed in reincarnation, and we just would hang out and talk and yeah. just ask him questions. And like, yeah. okay, play this out for me. Like, how does that work? How do, like, I don't know a lot about this, so let's, let's mm-hmm. learn. And we got the chance to just dialogue back and forth. When we lived in Uganda, we made friends with one of the imams at the mosque mm-hmm. in Kampala yep. and just went and he toured us around and we sat and asked him questions yeah. and he asked us questions. And naturally there's bridges to be built with any human being. Right. If they have a different faith, a different religion that they, right. um, you know, that's where they're at. Like there's bridges between those things. We have a language to speak and, or a person mm-hmm. just in general talking about life and existence mm-hmm. and why we're here. There's always a bridge to build to somebody. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and I think that that's like the simplicity and the beauty of evangelism that gets lost a lot because of the pressure, because of yeah. the timelines. And that's why I love going back to the Christmas story yeah. and the shepherds and the people early on that hear about Jesus and then the disciples and the church like, wow. kind of can't help it at some point. It becomes this natural part of your life where it's like, if I'm going to talk to you about life, at some point this is going to come up because that's why right. my heart beats. Right. Right. But it's yeah. not going to be in a way that makes you feel like I'm trying to like put you in a headlock or impose something on you. It's that you're going to be able to see through my eyes wow. and hear through my voice. Like I genuinely care about you yeah, and I love you and I want to know you. And I also want you to know who I know because deep down I know that you're longing to know him. Your life so will be better if you do this. Yes. That's how I, I'm like that with most things that I believe in, mm-hmm. you know? So like I will talk to you about ice baths all day yeah. because yeah. I want yeah. it. I want it for you, man. Mm-hmm. Like I want this for you. I'll talk to people about that, you know, that nutrition thing that I learned two months ago that I've been applying, but it's really been changing my life or Marvel movies because I'm like, you need this. Trust me. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to convert for my sake. Like I want this for you. It's so funny. Like, but how come it took so long to 
yeah. for that to be Jesus. Well, because uh, and to the know? point of like, yeah. um, you're not saved by your good works; you're saved for good works. Yeah. I think a lot yeah. of Christians still kind of believe they're saved by their good works, so they yeah. they put that pressure. The other person can feel it. Like, yeah. if I don't convert to Christianity, you feel like this is going to be like God's mad at you for it, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then it's just uncomfortable, and it, it's so not weird. natural. It's not joyful. Um, but a lot of us put that vibe out there to people maybe because yeah. we forget the truth of the gospel that the yeah. Christmas story right. It's okay us. that yeah. you're okay. You're good. Yeah, it's like think about having a conversation with somebody about politics or policy or any of those big questions and you know immediately that their mind's already made up and that they're not interested in hearing your yeah. your worldview. They just want to tell you about theirs. So they're like even cutting you off and at some point you're just like, okay, we don't have to have this conversation. Right. Right. Well, I think we do the same thing sometimes as... Mm followers of Jesus where someone will start telling us about their worldview and we want to mm-hmm. like cut in with well the Bible says yeah. the Bible says the Bible says mm-hmm. it's like just let them talk yeah have a conversation man yeah that's what Jesus did that's totally. that is the whole story of Christmas actually is that that Jesus came here to be a human being to teach us how to to be a human being who has conversations yeah. and, and gets to know people yeah. and love people and yeah. and let the good news of the gospel melt away all of the the pain and the bitterness and the rejection and mm. and mm. Uh, shame and all of that and realize that God really is a God of love and yeah. Jesus is the image of that. And, and people get a little afraid of being outsmarted or whatever, but this whole thing, I think for me in conclusion is like the classic phrase, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately to me is I think when I became comfortable and more naturally joyful about sharing Jesus is when... I found my confidence in him, hmm. in him alone. Wow. Yeah. Not in me and how much I knew, not in the church and all those. It's my confidence is in him. Yeah. And that leads you to that feeling of like, of course, I want you to know him. Yeah. Because I know that when you do, it's going to change everything about your life. That's so good, man. And he's, he is the, the thing, the person that your soul craves. And Maybe early on it's religious baggage, church baggage, whatever, that we have this misperception of Jesus. But when you seek and pursue him for who he really is and get to know him, yeah, that's it's like the friend that you have that you're like, I want everybody to meet this guy because yeah. I know you'll love him. I yeah. just know yeah. you'll love him. He's got to come to every party. You're mm-hmm. going to invite him to everything. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's a good answer for me of well, the natural joy of evangelism is when you find your confidence in who Jesus is. That's great. And everybody else gets to know him. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like well that. said. Well... What a good Christmas special, man. We do it every year. Another well, every year on the uh, Christmas special <laughs> of the Afterthoughts podcast, we conclude the episode with uh, one Christmas thought, as we always have done. And we'll start with you, Kayla, over there. Oh, gosh. Uh, one wish for everybody, one thing you want pe- to leave people with about mm. Christmas, as we always do every year on the uh, Afterthoughts Christmas special. Um, have a holly jolly Christmas. Very good. Mm-hmm. And what do you mean by holly jolly? <laughs> That's a great question. Holly from The Office. Probably. Yeah. That's yeah. my guess. That. Good. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> uh, final Christmas thought for you guys. Um, I hope you get all of the, the presents that <laughs> you long for. C at the end. And by presents, I mean God's presence. Wow. <laughs> Good job. Wow. Um, I know everybody's probably going to be roasting chestnuts over the next few days because that's a really common thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The open fire. So, yeah, just be careful around open flames. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for all of us at the Afterthoughts Christmas special, (laughs) we wish you all a Merry Christmas. And if you listen to this whole thing (laughs) while we were wearing this, 
I've got to be impressed yep. and thankful for you. We hope you guys hey, have I, an awesome Christmas. I think if they've made it to the end, they deserve a good Christmas joke. And so how many letters are in the Christmas alphabet? Mm. Uh, give me 10 minutes to think. Okay. Mm. I'll give you six. How many letters, letters. are in the Christmas alphabet? Christmas alphabet. It's 25. Noel. Oh, 